greetings. Welcome to Sunday's Wisdom, the sermon podcast of St. John's United Church of Christ. We are in beautiful Maslin, Ohio. At St. John's UCC, we are a community of all walks of life. Women, men, sons, daughters, one-parent and two-parent families, grandparents, children, and friends. We are diverse in gender, age, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status, abilities, and ethnicity. But most importantly, we are a community that really care about one another and strive to show our love for God and love of neighbor as best we can. We are dedicated to spreading the teachings of Jesus Christ, and our goal is to inspire you through the holiness of our dwelling and our services and in all that we do. We invite you to become part of our growing congregation and look forward to getting to know you. Our mission is to be a beacon of faith where God leads us in fellowship, learning, and in serving the community. Our bridge minister at St. John's United Church of Christ is the Reverend David Oliver Kling. We call him Pastor Oliver. Thank you for listening to our Sunday morning message. There is a lot we can unpack within the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16, the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. In this parable, Jesus tells us a story about laborers in a vineyard. But beneath the surface of this parable resides several spiritual truths. Let us dive into this parable and uncover the message we can use in today's world. In verses 1 through 7, the parable opens with the landowner and the laborers in the vineyard. In the opening verses, Jesus describes a landowner who goes out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. He finds workers and agrees to pay them a denarius. Remember last week's sermon, one denarius was the average daily wage during the time of Jesus. At various intervals throughout the day, the landowner goes out again and hires more laborers, even up until the last hour. So let's go over verses 1 through 7. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. In summary, some of the laborers worked all day, others for half a day, and still others for only an hour or so. In verses 8 through 12, we see the generosity of the landowner. As the workday ends, the landowner instructs his foreman to pay the laborers, beginning with those who were hired last. Surprisingly, he pays them the same denarius that he promised to those who worked all day. Those who worked all day naturally expected more, but they received the same wage. So let's go over verses 8 through 12. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. In summary, some laborers worked all day, and others for half a day, and still others for only an hour, but all the laborers received the same wage. 
Those who worked all day complained about those who only worked an hour, because all the laborers received the same wage, one denarius. Verses 13 through 15 looks at God's compassion. This is where the parable takes a spiritual turn. When the laborers who worked all day complain about equal pay, the landowner responds. Let's look at verses 13 through 15. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? Here we see the landowner responding to the complaining laborers. He points out that they were paid what was agreed upon. And he points out that it is his money and he can spend it as he wishes and ends his statement with a question, pointing out the jealousy of the laborers who worked all day. There is more than one spiritual message within this parable. Let's extract the spiritual essence of this parable and understand its significance for us today. Verses 1-7 through looks at God's call is for all. Just as the landowner went out repeatedly to hire laborers, God's mercy and compassion is extended to all people, always, and in all circumstances. It doesn't matter if you have been a Christian since you were an infant or if you converted yesterday. It also doesn't matter if you are a Christian or a non-Christian because God's mercy and compassion extends to all of creation and not just those who choose to follow Jesus and call themselves Christian. Verses 8-12 through 12 looks at the generosity of God's compassion. The landowner's decision to pay all the workers equally reflects God's boundless love. The parable reminds us that God's grace is God's to give, and our pride can interfere with how we receive that grace. Grace from God generously flows, but often we are blinded by our own envy to fully receive it because we are too worried and concerned about what others have received. Verses 13 through 15 warns us to guard against the spirit of comparison and jealousy. The laborers who worked all day were consumed by jealousy and pride. They failed to see the landowner's generosity and instead focused on what others received. In our spiritual journey, we must guard against such comparisons and appreciate the life that we have because each of us is unique and we often have blessings in our lives that we don't always see. God's grace is not to be measured or compared. It is to be received with gratitude. There is an early Christian leader named John Chrysostom who lived from 347 until September 14th, 407. He preached a famous Easter sermon, and I would like to share a part of it with you where he specifically addresses this parable. So I quote, Let them now receive their wages. If they have toiled from the first hour, let them receive their due reward. If any have come after the third hour, let him with gratitude join in the feast. And he that arrived after the sixth hour, let him not doubt, for he shall have sustained no loss. And if any have delayed until the ninth hour, let him not hesitate, but let him come too. And he who arrived only at the eleventh hour, let him not be afraid by reason of his delay. For the Lord is generous and receives the last even as the first. He give he gives rest to him who comes at the eleventh hour, as well as him who toiled from the first. To this one he gives, and upon another he bestows. He accepts the work as he greets the endeavor, the deed he honors, and the intention he commends. Let us all enter into the joy of the Lord. First and last alike, receive your reward. Rich and poor, rejoice together. Sober and slothful, celebrate the day. End quote. Let us embrace God's generosity. 
This parable teaches us that God's grace is abundant, available to all, and not to be measured by human standards. This parable talks about a spiritual truth, the abundance of God's love and grace for humanity, but it doesn't necessarily give us an effective business model. If you were a business owner with limited resources and you paid a worker who only worked an hour the same as one who worked eight hours, you might not have a sustainable business model. In this parable, the landowner is God, and we, humanity, are the laborers in the vineyard. It is giving us a glimpse into how God works, and not a business model in which to mirror a business. It does, however, reflect how a family often works. Imagine you have a large family who owns a farm. Suppose several of the children are old enough to work on the farm and have worked all day. The younger children try to help, but cannot do nearly as much as the older children. At the end of the day, When you have prepared a feast, do you only feed the younger children a small portion of food, or do you give all their fill? I am going to assume you love your children and allow all of them to eat their fill. We are all God's children, and grace is abundant. God's hand is always out waiting for us to accept it. I would add, even when we don't ask for it or expect it, God is there by our side. As I preached in the past, if God cares about the sparrow, then God cares about us. Let me close with a story. Once, not too long ago, I was sitting with a dying patient so he wouldn't have to die alone. He had cancer that had metastasized to his brain. He had been moaning out all day, and it was unclear if the moaning was just something he was doing or if he was in pain. I had been sitting with him for about five hours when his power of attorney showed up, a non-family member who hadn't even seen him in six years. She arrived with her pastor who proceeded to talk about their interpretation of the Bible and kept telling this dying man, if you don't accept Jesus as your personal Savior, you will go to hell. Every time the patient moaned out, the pastor would repeat those words. It broke my heart that some of the last words this man would hear were fear-mongering and an attempt to guilt him into heaven. The patient died, and I'm confident he is in heaven, but not because of the efforts of this pastor, but because of the unconditional love that God has for us. God's grace and compassion for us is not fueled by fear. It is powered by unconditional love, and it is not up to us to question it or show envy and jealousy. Let us be like the laborers hired at the 11th hour, who accepted the landowner's generosity with joy and gratitude. Today, Let us recommit ourselves to serving God with a heart full of gratitude for his love for us. May we never fall into the trap of comparing our journey with others. Instead, let us be thankful for the privilege of being part of God's kingdom, knowing that God's love for us is abundant and unconditional. May we live our lives in such a way that we constantly reflect the generosity of our God, sharing love and compassion to everyone we encounter. And let us not forget how the parable ends. So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, as we reflect on the parable of the laborers in the vineyard, we are reminded of your compassion and generosity. Help us to embrace the spirit of this parable in our own lives. Teach us to be compassionate and just, treating all with fairness and respect, regardless of their circumstances or past mistakes. May we judge less, and instead, may we always seek to extend love and compassion to others. In times of doubt or envy, let us remember the words of Jesus Christ who said, So the last will be first, and the first last. May this truth guide our actions and attitude, helping us to live lives that honor you and reflect your love in the world 
we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday's Wisdom, the sermon podcast of St. John's United Church of Christ in Maslin, Ohio. Please subscribe and check us out online at st-johns-ucc.org.